0: everyone i'm joe and i just wanted to take a moment and say thank you for listening to our Lincoln e-free podcast we are grateful for your support to shine the light of christ in every home and business in the lincoln lakes area and beyond in case you're not aware we have a youtube channel which you can find the link in our bio we hope you enjoy this week's message and encourages you and helps you to become the light that god designed you to be with that let's jump in One of my favorite lines out of the, the book by Victor Hugo, Les Mis, is Jean Valjean. Jean is the uh, French name, way of naming just John or Ian, you know, they, they cross languages, they change a little bit. Jean Valjean was a, a convict for stealing a loaf of bread and then he tw- twice tried to escape. So, I mean, 19 years in a French prison, finally gets out and uh, changes his name because he's got a yellow slip he's got to carry all all the time that says he's a convict and tough to get a job with that. He changes his name, makes a fortune, and then finds out one day that someone else is being identified as Jean Valjean. John son of John and he's going to be executed and he has this wrestling going on how can I remain silent and yet I've got a factory full of people depending on my my business savvy and he finally comes to the conclusion that he's got to he's got to confess who he really is because he says a name is a me a name is a me all through the years i have told secretaries you know we're going to have typos from time to time but make sure it's not somebody's name some of you are real particular about your name Asked someone just the other day so is it Stan or Stanley? Stanley. (laughs) You know, some people, most of us are a little touchy about our name. God has a name. And most of you don't know it. God is not the name. When it says, hallow the name of God, it's not talking about God. G O D is a title, like Caesar or president. G O D in Hebrew was Elohim, and it was, did the accordion thing with it and just L. So many names, as you're reading through the Old Testament, many names end in L and sometimes begin in L. Beth El is House of God. But it's a title, like El Shaddai, God Almighty. God's name, you can pronounce it in an English pronunciation if you want. What's God's name? Yahweh. We don't know, yet, listen, when Moses. Moses was, was uh, raised in, the, in Pharaoh's temple, uh, Pharaoh's castle, and then he was out in the wilderness for 40 years. And when he came to the people of Israel, or God spoke to him, he said, when I go to the people of Israel and tell them, God has sent me to deliver you, they're going to ask, well, what's his name? What do I tell them? I don't even know your name. And at that moment, Moses heard God pronounce a name we we don't fully know how it was pronounced. But we know that the consonants are H, W, H, Y, H, W, H. Why you say, why don't you know, we, we know the vowels. For one thing, writing materials were very expensive in ancient times. And honestly, to con- conserve space, they left out vowels. You read ancient manuscripts and it's just a whole bunch of consonants. They left that, they also left out spaces between words. So you can imagine the textual critics and how they've got to work to establish, which is why our Bibles today are so amazing. They have been gone over and over and over and over by so many skilled scholars to to arrive at the text we have. It is the word of God. But that name was not only not written, the vowels weren't written, the, the consonants were written, the vowels weren't written, It's also true that at some point in ancient history, around the time, not long after Moses, people stopped pronouncing the name. They stopped saying it. Why? Because of the commandment that says, you shall not take the Lord your God's name in vain. It means to take it carelessly. So the legalists got a hold of that and in every group just like this group, there's a certain percentage of you that are legalists, black is black and white is white, that would be my wife, <laughs> and, and, and you, you want it further defined, and they said, you know what, the safest bet is just not to say it. And when you see it written Y-H-W-H, they go the opposite way we go. We go left to right, they write left to to right. When, When you see it, rather than try to pronounce it and stumble all over it and break the commandment, just say Adonah. You know what that means, don't you? Some of you stumble across that? Adonai is Lord. Lord, Sir, Earl. There's a number of similar kinds of things. Just say Adonai. Or if it's my Lord, Adonai. But don't try to say that name. And eventually those legalists won out and by Jesus' day, nobody really knew how that was pronounced. Do you know how they come up with Jehovah? Which is one translation's attempt to to, to pronounce the name. They took the vowels from A, Do, Na and made Jehovah. Is that the way it's supposed to be pronounced? All we know that is that there's a lot of breath to it. Two H's and only just four, four letters. Yeah, And we know what it means, don't we? We know that it means I am. The most fundamental building block in any, any language is the verb to be, to exist. God is telling us he is the foundation of life itself, of your life. You try to live without that foundation, you're gonna end up in the ditches of history. So when Jesus comes along, He also has some titles, and there are several titles in the Christmas story. The first one, well, the first title given is, well, if I'm going from Matthew being the first, which which he probably was. God Most High. Son of the God most high." That's a title. In the Old Testament, most of the wor- worship happened up high. Everybody, all the gods were up high. Pantheon. Zeus was up on Mount Olympus. You always moved up high. That's where the gods were. So all the gods lived on high places. They lived on the hills. So when the psalmist says, I lift my eyes to the hills, Psalm 121, he wasn't talking about the beautiful landscape. He's talking about all those gods that are worshipped on the hills around us. Where does my help come from? Not from any of them. My help, he kept looking. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth, made those hills, one God. And the God Most High is a frequent way that God is referred to in the Old Testament. This is the son of the Most High God. Isaiah 14, he's also called what? Emmanuel. God with us. Emmanuel, L. God with us. Well, Jesus has a number of titles. But just like his father, he has only one name. In English, we anglicize it. From the Greek language, we end up with Jesus. In Greek, it's Jesus. But in the Old Testament, it's the same name as Joshua. Joshua. The Lord saves. We're going to take a look at that name this morning. I'm going to have you stand as we read three short scriptures. First from Matthew. Together, And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And later in the temple, this was with Simeon, eight days later, the child is named. you bring... Usually, the rabbi would come to the house, they would circumcise the child, and officially give him his name. At the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. All right, the name above every name. You may be seated. By the way, before I forget, when you're reading the Old Testament, you will see in uppercase letters the word Lord. That's Adonah. That's how it's pronounced. They would come across YHWH and they would say Adonah and the translations put it as Lord. But there are a few times where Lord just no caps, is, is, uh, is, is used. So to differentiate it from that in those times, they would do all caps. This, this is special. When you see the Lord, you are actually, if you were to check the Hebrew text, it's Y-H-W-H. Now, Jesus, it was his father's I may be a little strange, but I love the history of identification. All the way back when there were very few people, you didn't need different names. One name was sufficient. If I say Cain, you know who I'm talking about. If I say Abel, you may know who I'm talking about. If I say Adam, you may know who I'm talking about. As populations increased, people felt the need to differentiate between that able and that able. So they would identify each other, your, your ancestors did this. You would identify typically by who your father was. I love uh, I love the, uh, series by Bernard, Cor- Bernard Cornwell, the Vikings. And it's been made into a TV series that I don't like the TV series as well because it's kind of dark and so forth. But the Vikings were not real nice people. The only thing you can say about them is that they lived in a world of a lot of not very nice people. But, you know, you know the, the, the most interesting line sentence in almost any novel is the first sentence. They know they got to hook you or you or, or you probably won't finish the book and bernard cornwell begins his series with my name is utred i am son of utred who was also son of utred and his father was utred in fact utred's name wasn't even Uhtred, it was something different, but when his older brother died, the firstborn, he became Uhtred to carry on the father's name. Nowadays, we tend to do that with a last name. I know a man in, in Lakeville, Minnesota, who was the last living Grandval in his, his line of family. The last one, he had one son, two daughters. The son he named Eric Granval. Eventually became my son-in-law, married our oldest daughter, and had four boys. Oh, they were so happy. They were so happy. The Granval name is going to continue. You know, some of you don't feel that way about names. It's, it's just a tag. But many of you do. So people would identify themselves often as uh, Jordan, son of Gary. You know, like that. And it was just like that. But sometimes, for other reasons, you would identify yourself by your, by your occupation. Or you just sort of became Bill the Smith. One of the most common names in the English language. Smiths were important people in, their, in rural villages. Taylor is an occupational name. It's the tailor because typically there was only one Smith in town and there was only one Taylor in town. And that was sufficient. My name and perhaps your name is a place name. My relative Simon of who knows where moved to a place called Rigstad outside of Bergen, Norway and married a widow there. Some of the relatives, most of the relatives, because he became Simon of Rigstad, most of the relatives then were Rigstads. On the other hand, I have Riksted, people of Rigstead, of that name, that just happened to be on the same farm. There was no blood relation. So I can run across Rigsteads that are not related to me. But because Simon was Simon, some of the relatives, descendants, took the name Simon's son. Simonson. It's just... How that works is kind of fascinating to me. And in Scandinavia, it was not uncommon for, um, for people to go. Uh, it would be Jordan, uh, Gary's son. But it would also be Carrie, uh, Katie, Gary's daughter. And there are a few names left over where the, the daughter is part of that name. Jesus would have been, like it or not, it's often others that give us the name. Jesus might have been seen by some as, yeah, Joseph's son. But he was also known as Jesus of Nazareth because that's where he was from. When the angel announced to uh, to both Mary and Joseph that they should give him the name Jesus it was his father's name as you remember Jesus in Hebrew is Joshua that is actually a condensed form of Jehoshua Jeho is the abbreviation for that name right there, for that person, that God. Jesus had his father's name. His father named him Yeshua. As a kid, might have been called Yeshi. That was kind of the nickname, like I was called Donny. Glad I grew out of that. Don't call me that. <laughs> It was his father's name. And he communicates the father to us. It was like like God was saying, you wanna know what I'm like? Here's what I'm like. One of the greatest ways to understand who God is is the study of the life of Jesus. I think it was C.S. Lewis that said, Jesus is the best picture God ever took in the image of the Father. He was his father's son. You know, I look in the mirror these days, and I, I honestly I have to admit I, I have mixed feelings. I look a lot like my dad, and sometimes I, look, I feel like I look too much like him. <laughs> Interesting. How that works, Jesus was come from the Father. He bore his Father's name. And it's a name that speaks to us. So Joshua is the name, Yeshua, Yehoshua, something like that. That's when you transliterate it, take the sounds across. When you translate it and take the meanings across, you get what? I am. Seven times in the Gospel of John, Matthew, Mark, and Luke missed this. Seven times in the Gospel of John, John tells us that Jesus said, I am. And he didn't say it in the usual way. He said it emphatically. In Greek, it would be ego emi. Say that with me. Ego and me—it's uh, you know not Lego my ego, but it's it's uh, it's ego, I am, who I am, I am the essential foundation to all of life. And seven times, Jesus said, "Ego and me." The Greek would have heard it. Providing Jesus spoke in Greek, he probably spoke in Aramaic, which is very similar to Hebrew, and it would have sounded a lot like Yahweh. Yahweh, I am the door. I am the bread of life. I'm the good shepherd. Over and over, and he was reiterating that he had his father's name. And it defined who he was. And it was the Father's way of communicating to us. Someone said, Jesus was the word of which God was the thought. Ah, Just, you know, together. The name speaks to us. It's intended to speak salvation to us. You need to be saved. Your sins are dragging you down. You need him to rescue you. You won't get out of this one yourself. I see Jeff sitting back here and he's part of our EMT group that a few years back was on on Fishtrap Lake trying to recover the bodies of two men about my age who went through the ice. Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong, but you found one of the individuals holding on like this to the ice. He'd been breaking away and trying to get in The ice kept breaking, and that's how they found him. Do you think your situation is any better? It's not. It's hopeless. You need to confess your sin. You are not all that. Neither am I. None of us are. And that's why we have to humble ourselves because, you know what? If you don't humble yourself, you're clawing at the ice trying to get yourself out. Guys, we tend to be even worse at this than the gals. Now, finally in my 60s, I I sometimes ask for directions. You know, I don't know. And of course now with Google, you don't have to ask, do you? Unless it takes you down one of those low maintenance roads that you shouldn't go down. I've had that experience. Thank you, Google. You need to be saved. And it is as simple as saying, God, forgive me my sin. I trust in Jesus that he paid the penalty for my sin on the cross. That's that's all it takes to be genuine in your heart and soul. It's so easy, a child can do it. That's what he considers us children. But to all who believed on his name, who received him, who believed on his name, he gave the right to become what? Children of God. That's why I sometimes do things that a 60-plus-year-old man really shouldn't do. Because I think I'm young again. You know, the moment seizes me and I'm with it, boy. I, I and then I think, oh boy, I'm going to feel this tomorrow. That's why I can't play basketball anymore. I cannot just be an average 60-year-old on the basketball court. No, I'm going to go all out and give myself a heart attack. So I just stay away from it. Jesus had his father's name. He had a name that communicated the father's will to us. And it is. The name above every name. You wonder why people don't name their kids Jesus today? You ever wondered that? I mean, it's rare to run across one. I remember how shocked I was as a kid looking through basketball, uh, baseball cards, and I come across, all right, this is going to date me, Jesus Aloo. I thought, how terrible. That's the first time I'd ever had seen somebody named Jesus. Actually, they pronounced it how? Hey Sue, Alu. Hey Sue, Oh, that didn't sound quite so bad, okay. There's a great irony here because Joshua in Jesus' day was a very popular name. But popular or not, here's what the Apostle Paul declares. Let each of you not only look to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is also in Christ Jesus who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God something to be grasped and held on to like a spoiled child. But he emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being made into the likeness of man. We cannot conceive of how far he traveled to do that. And being found in appearance as a man, he further humbled himself even to the point of death Indeed, death on a cross. And therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, everyone you know, everyone, at the name of Jesus, one day every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Yahweh. Jesus Christ is Yahweh to the glory of God the Father. If you trust in Jesus, you've got a great future. You're not only saved from your sins, but did you know that you yourself are going to be given a new name? The name you have now was given you by your father and mother. Some parent named you. I don't know why my mother and dad named, I mean, they're Norwegian. They gave their first three boys Scottish names. Gordon, Bruce, and Donald. It's like something out of Scotland's history. Uh, It's okay, I'm getting used to it. Vikings were down into Scotland too, you know. But when you're born again, the Father is gonna give gives you a name. And when you get to heaven, He's gonna give you that name. And it, 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 it may not dispense with your name so others will, will know you by John, John of Motley. <laughs> but between you and the Father, you're going to have a very special name, just like sometimes spouses give each other pet names that just are so sweet. Writing in Revelation 2, the Spirit says to the churches, to the one who conquers, I will give some of the hidden manna we conquer through Jesus' name. I will give some of the hidden manna and I will give him a white stone with a new name written on that stone that no one knows except the one who receives it. I think, I think it's, it's gonna be connected directly to Yahweh. It wasn't uncommon in Hebrew times to, to change the name And sometimes, several times, they changed the name by aspirating the name. Sarai became Sarah. Avraham became Avraham. The aspiration is a punctuation mark of God saying, he's mine. She's mine. We have it to look forward to. God is gonna give you a new name. And it's gonna be directly related to that name that is above every name. For For it's at the feet of Jesus that every tongue will confess, every knee will bow. The tongues will confess that Jesus Christ is Thanks for listening to today's message. If you're interested in learning more about Lincoln E-Free Church here in the Lincoln Lakes area, you can go check out our website, lincolnefree.org, and you can give us a follow on Facebook. Have a great day.